0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It Presents, Marvel, Pair Up, Loki Through the Years, a show where we take every episode of Disney Plus's Loki television show, and we pair it up finally with a time travel movie, although this show ended up being way more about the multiverse than about time travel, but shh! You know i thought we were going to be going to a different place every time and we weren't we were very well uh, that wrong. being said nothing stops me when i have half of an idea as always i am your host blake schultz and with me is jamie jorak hello and terence tatum
1: hello everyone
0: and for the third time in this global pandemic of ours we have to say farewell to a marvel show and wonder what will come next And hope and pray that it will come soon and that we will have an idea to keep this show going with Marvel What If. We are at the finale of Loki, which means we will be talking about that finale. We'll be talking about the multiverse. And of course, we'll be talking about Terminator. Which I thought at the time was going to thematically connect to this finale perfectly. It doesn't. But again, <laughs> why change it? We are, this horse is done, and I am under the impression that you do not change horses mid race. And let me tell you, we're going to ride this horse all the way to the end of this episode. Jamie, what did you think of our finale?
2: I loved it. It was, I was like teetering um, before we got to the last episode. Like, am I going to four and a half rate this or give it a full five? And that finale for me was a full five. Um, And I know for some people it was too talky, but I'm sorry. Who doesn't want to watch Jonathan Majors unhinged talking for 20 minutes? Because I certainly want it. He, I love him so much. I am, he's about to dominate the whole MCU. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Uh, everything. I love that we got the Sylvie Loki fight. We got the Sylvie Loki kiss. Literally everything I could have asked for was delivered in the show. And somebody pointed out to me, they were like, well, you wanted Owen Wilson on a jet ski. That didn't happen. Hello, we're getting a season two. It's not over until it's over. So I'm very happy.
1: Um, It's funny because I, I do know that there is a group of people and I, and I and I get it. There are a group of people who, especially if they're not in the Marvel world or understanding what's about what's happening or what this all means, who are a little bit let down because for what was built up with those first five episodes, not everything sort of gets a bow on it or gets some type of explanation like the stuff with Owen Wilson. or most of the stuff that happens with the TVA does not get an explanation or a bit bit of a closure uh, on this. That said, I don't care. Um, this episode was phenomenal. The second anybody who's a, an old school Star Trek fan, um, I, I hearken to like Jonathan Majors was, was was channeling old school Q from the Next Generation. If you know who Q is, that's exactly what was happening. Where he's like the smartest person in the room. He's pontificating. He's having a damn ball, but he is chewing up scenery, and it is a gorgeous thing to see. I could re- watch Jonathan Majors read the yellow pages because he was phenomenal in in this episode. And what's, what's crazy. As we'll go on and we talk about this, but what's fascinating about this is that whenever he returns or comes back, he may not even be the exact same way. He could be a completely different way He's which so i am different. I am excited to see Jonathan Majors just do go ape shit differently every single time. like I am all in for that. um I love also love the fight I love the kiss, but what outside of the Jonathan Majors part of it and his his excellent performance, I did also really enjoy seeing loki end up on the backside of getting uh getting uh turned on like him being the person that gets the, the the knife in the back like that felt good to actually he's he's seen it he's seen it on camera he's seen it. watch these old clips of life that he did not get to live but now he actually got to actually feel his heart being ripped out and that was that was heartbreaking to see, but also it was like, oh, this the impetus of whatever we get Loki whenever he shows up again, which we, we they they've told us now. <laughs> but whenever he shows up again, it's gonna be fun to see whatever Tom because Tom's just look of when he when he knows that Sylvia's turned on him is like heartbreaking. And it's it was it was just a great the last 30 minutes of this episode was just like I could I was like, I can't stop that I'm in.
0: Oh Terrence, I was not okay. And that is not just a My Chemical (laughs) Romance reference because of the shirt that I'm wearing. I was not okay. That being said, this gave me so many things I wanted. We've got the multiverse, here it comes. We've got Kang and he's gonna be great. I am so excited to see Every possible variant of this character that we're going to get. I want meditative Keg. I want nice Keg. I want super evil Thanosy Keg. And I want end of the world isolated bare minimum at the end. I want so much more horror, miss minutes, incredible work. The direction. Whoever they get to get season two, now that Kate Heron is not coming back, has some enormous shoes to fill. The care and tedious work to make this world look the way it does, to evoke the performances from these actors, to make us feel these feelings. The, the fight between Sylvia and Loki was great. The betrayal was incredible. The sendback was great. Owen Wilson and Renslayer were in her high school betrayal after betrayal after betrayal but of course we are not used to marvel having television shows and i know that that sounds crazy because we've had agents of shield we've had daredevil we've had jessica jones we've had wandavision and we have had falcon and the winter soldier but all of those things were either serialized on Netflix with contained stories that could have ended at any point or are up for Emmys for the miniseries that they are, which means that they had conclusive endings with small teases of where we we're going to go. Right. This was a television show that just went up. Wouldn't it be a shame if this got canceled and there was no season two? Well, there's a season two because Disney's got to eat. <laughs> um, so I think that's something that we're not used to is a very traditional television season two cliffhanger. Ending I don't, on a cliffhanger yeah but what a cliffhanger he's in a new multiverse realm where owen wilson has no recollection of him we have for the first time given this character all the things he has wanted a brotherly figure that respects and admires him and considers him a friend and an equal if we go back to the first store what does he say he says it's not about the throat i only ever wanted to be your equal Owen Wilson and Sylvie were treating him as equals. One of them betrayed him and one of them doesn't remember him. The pain that that character must be going through. We have taken an irredeemable character who was trying to, you know, rule a planet and have now given him some of the most intimate moments that just, just hit so hard and they're so sad and the fight was choreographed well. I, you know, I didn't really need Kang explaining to me the multiverse for 40 minutes. I feel like if Spider-Verse was able to do it in 10 and win an Oscar, that a, a Disney show should probably have been able to do it pretty quickly also. Uh I, you know, I, I we've done I know the rules, I know that we have new people who don't. I, yes, I
1: think they're doing this for an audience that is just now joining in. Um, because, because yes, we they to it did do good. it
0: if we could teach kids about the multiverse with Post Malone singing in a 90 minute movie and have most of that movie not be about the rules of the multiverse we could have done it here
1: yeah i would have seen yeah. that
0: guy do some more crazy stuff
1: but i also I think a whole,
0: another hour of jonathan majors talking about multiverse.
1: Yeah, so i could see him eating an apple and pontificating it's it's fine for me but i do get it especially since we're going to get i think the next well not change but the, we're going to get two films that are actively dealing with the multiverse so it's we're going to get more of this explanation and more of what we're doing
0: I also, speaking of that apple, I'm a dumb sucker for symbolism. You've got biblical references of it being the forbidden fruit in Adam and Eve, but what did Dr. Strange play with when he started messing it with time? You guessed it, an apple. <laughs> Is that what they were trying to do? Probably not, but I noticed that it and went, ooh, because I'm an idiot. No, uh,
2: doesn't do things not intentionally. I'm sure that was intentional.
0: I love it. We're now set up. We have a character who's positing... His fate, his place in the world, where he is going to go, who he is, where he'll go from here, and why was he chosen to be sucked out of a variant to mess with fate. And you know who else? I just figured it out with no outline. You know who else has had to figure out his place in a world after he's been told his predetermined destiny? He's seen the future. He knows what's coming. He's got to figure out his place. I'm talking about John Connor and the Terminator franchise. Let's... talk some terminator and some more loki uh but before we do that just kind of quickly to close a little button on our own show jamie how did you like southland tales (laughs) (laughs) so let me tell you i i okay i was drinking
2: but i think i would have loved it sober and I loved it but let me tell you I loved it in the way that I have no idea what happened in it at any given moment I have no idea what was going on but I was so entertained by how nonsensical and ridiculous I mean every single moment something else happened that I was like I can't believe this exists I can't believe no one told me for the last 15 years that there was a nonsense movie where The Rock, Sarah Michelle Geller, and Mandy Moore have a love triangle I'm pretty
0: sure that's literally what I opened with when I told you
2: about <laughs> it was it uh, yeah that's fair um, so, uh, yeah uh, nonsense again uh, how did it relate to time travel I'm still not really sure I know that there were two John William Scots but that's about as deep as I understood I look forward to watching again oh my god the middle when Justin Timberlake just has a musical number <laughs>
1: it's great it's great, it's great. <laughs> I was like I don't know what's happening but I'm into this this is great
2: Ooh, and it's so long it's, it's for a whole like, song um, well, I mean the whole movie is long
1: oh yeah. yeah it's like two hours and 20 I think 2 twenty like four, almost two and a half, uh, half hours yeah
2: uh and I started it like 12 30 so I was up all night that's right you did Texas
1: it. and I was like good luck
2: I, mean, <laughs> I did it I drank a whole bottle of wine but I did it. <laughs> uh and I, I loved every second I, I want to read about it to try to understand like what he was trying to do so that I can like have a better can... understanding when I go back oh my god I'll... Sherry O'Terry and Amy Poehler, John Lovitz. I just can't. John Larroquette's
1: in that movie. It's just a bizarre, bizarre flick.
2: Oh, so bizarre! I'm delighted. I understand why it is the most evenly. um,
1: It's either hot or cold. You're you're in it or you're not.
2: I I get why people love it. I get
0: why people hate it. Uh, I I loved it.
1: Well, I'm glad that Blake could uh, to point you in the direction of such such greatness.
0: Fine cinema. Only compared by the Terminator franchise. (laughs) Terrence, uh, tell us how you feel about Terminator.
1: So it's interesting. I'm sure there are other people who, who are like that, are like this as well. I got into this franchise via Terminator 2 first um i did not realize that terminator one i for the longest i didn't even know that there were i knew that it said two but i was like oh maybe they're just starting with you i didn't even know that there was a, a, another film before so i watched judgment day and i went to the theaters and at that point arnold was like god so i went to the theaters, and i'm watching and i watched i went to the theaters about three or four times to watch that film i was just amazed with it because visually it looks stunning and it still holds up pretty well t- today um but I was just like, I love this film, everything it does with time, everything it does with like fate. I was going to get into that weird, I was in high school at that point, I was getting to that weird point, like, hey, does what I do from day to day matter what the hell I do with in the future? And I was like, oh, this is, I'm that angsty kid that I kind of want to know more about this. So I was all in and I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie that I eventually, and it wasn't even immediately after because I didn't even care if there was a, pre- uh, a film that came before it, I was like, this movie is so good. It became one of my favorite films that eventually I got back to going to see the original film. I was like, oh, this is also really good, completely different, but this is also very good because that first one acts more almost like a horror movie than it does uh, the sci-fi epic that we sort of get with T2. But I love them. They're different, but I love them both um, for telling a, a 1A and a one a 1B story. Post that, those two movies the series gets in a little wonky from that point on um but overall I still no matter what they do to sort of bastardize the rest of the series those first two still hold up although I, I really enjoy Dark Fate uh, I do want to say that that's a you should watch that one it's a good one
0: I don't even really mind three. I think it has a great ending.
1: I like the action of three and I do love the ending. There are parts of it that I'm just like, "Eh, I don't know about this movie.
2: I just watched it 20 minutes ago. And it's the, in my opinion, the worst one by like a large margin. The only one I really dis.
1: I cannot stand Salvation. I I will not watch Salvation. I
2: just watched Salvation for the first time since theater. So it had been 12 years and and you know, as like an action movie, it's honestly fine. It's just not a very good Terminator movie. Um, I, I, it's it's more. I think it's an easier watch than self than. Uh, three um it's not very good i'm not gonna watch it again um but i'm a genesis apologist i'm like the only person alive who loves terminator genesis um i couldn't even tell you why i just del- that movie delights me i think it's because i really i like the i like the the way they utilize arnold in that one and i really love um amelia clark's easy for me and i think dark fate's fucking amazing like i, have, fate's great. Like, I think dark fate is so good
1: my i have a love hate with genesis uh i think genesis the first act when they're basically recreating and doing the scene from the previous films i think it's really good i think my issue and i think i, I talked about this I mean, we might talk about this off camera um i don't they spoiled a great twist of that film that if they spoil that part in the commercials it sort of ruins a big part of that film
2: that's, and this is like what we were talking about last week, though. Once you, like me, keep rewatching it, mm-hmm. that kind of thing doesn't doesn't really
1: matter me. as much, right? I,
2: I agree. They shouldn't have put that in the in the trailer. Yeah. I do want to say though, you had a unique journey of watching these movies. I had a very interesting introduction to Terminator. I'm from Florida, and I was a Universal kid. My introduction to Terminator was the was the was the 3D, which is a
0: fantastic one of the best rides
2: yeah. of all I'm, time. I'm done, and it makes me very sad. Yeah um uh it's the same thing uh jaws et those are all things i much more associate with the ride than the movies that's awesome um, yes except eventually over time that i became such a fan of t1 and t2 that that they did unlike et and jazz where i'm still very much of the rides mindset um i think t2 is one of the best action franchise movies ever made uh but t1 I, is my favorite. I have such a soft spot for it because, like you said, it's like a horror movie. It's so 80s gritty, but yeah. also I'm such a sucker for the romance in in that one. I yeah, it's got love, a cool,
1: like a really intense rope. Like when they get it on, they get it on. They get it on. It's <laughs> sexy. It's like It's, yeah.
2: it's so gritty and uh, and it's just like unlike anything that came after it. Uh, I, I did watch that this week only because I was like, that's an excuse to watch Terminator. I certainly <laughs> didn't need to watch it. Um, so I, I am a big Terminator fan. Even the three in Salvation, which I don't like. I mean, I all the rest of them I watch quite frequently. So the, that's those are my... Oh God, I missed the ride. I'm so mad. It's like they also got rid of the Back to the Future ride.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All we need is to get those minions in there. That's what Minions it at least became Simpsons. in yeah. California. I don't know what in place in Orlando. In
2: Orlando, the Future Ride became Sim- Simpsons. Simpsons here um, too. Here, yeah. And last time I was there there was nothing in place of Terminator yet.
0: Oh, we just got rid of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they
1: just removed sure. it. Right. Yeah.
2: Like ugh. I mean, one of the King Kong was good, but the Mummy's better. So that was an okay change. I mean, we
0: could have a whole podcast
2: about
1: you. Universal, Universal the rides <laughs> they switch out. That's <laughs> yeah. stay tuned guys.
0: no no we're not starting a podcast show podcast the ride already does it better than we ever could yeah and you know we're not going to get in mike carlson's turf i don't want mcgruff coming that's right for anybody listening i know him personally we're very good (laughs) friends uh i love Terminator. Terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time uh up there with empire strikes back it was one of my first big action movies i saw i immediately sought out all of the Kinner action figures. We found the ride in Orlando. I'm with Terrence. It's shot incredibly well. These themes of fate and no fate. And it's something that the franchise keeps playing with, right? Like the, the second movie is very much like, oh, we can control it. We can stop it. There is no fate. No strings on me. I can do it. It's Sarah Connor's agency to change the future and free her son when she realizes that she's never going to be a great parent. There's never going to be a great father. This machine is ultimately going to give John everything that he wants in a very weird, twisted way. Shortly <laughs> after the machine tells John that humans will kill them themselves. So maybe not the best plan. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, then three is very much like, nope, time's a circle. It doesn't matter. You delayed it. You pushed it back.
1: The final destination of it all. Like it's going to happen inevitably. Yeah.
0: And then the Saracana Chronicles takes that a step further and is like, well, we can keep playing with it, but we can keep jumping around. And if we keep pushing it far enough down the can, eventually we'll have the technology to fight the war and it won't be a slaughter. Then you get to Salvation and Genesis, which simply don't do either of those
1: things. (laughs) Uh,
0: Dark Fate starts to play with it again. It's a little bit T3. We've delayed it. It's back. The future is going to come, but it isn't John Connor is a, almost a title. If there's always going to be a machine and there's always going to be a Skynet, there is always going to be a rebellion. There's always going to be something to fight it, which I'm right. a sucker for that. I'm a, a sucker for a good redemption arc. I'm a sucker for a good there's always going to be light to fight the darkness story. And this movie has both because old Arnold is very sad. Its I love fan- it. I don't, I,
2: I don't, my only complaint about Dark Fate is I really don't like that they killed John off in the beginning.
1: At the very beginning.
2: Yeah, it bums me out. I, I mean, it is. I, I kind of think of all the Terminator sequels as just like fan fiction one-ups, anyway. So it's it like it does a, feel
1: very fan fiction. Like T one,
2: T two are canon, and everything else is just a fun time. It's
1: you know? a weird thing because I variants, I, Jamie. Yeah, they're yes. various.
2: Oh, way to tie that together. Well
1: done. It's funny because I appreciate like I appreciate the concept of like all right, let's we did all of this, but it does sort of take a lot, sort of take the piss out of Terminator two. If you we went through all of this. And then, like, cool, the very first scene of this, like, he's done. We're, we're wiping that off the board. Um, but yeah, I, if I look at it sort of a fan fiction story of from whatever happens from Term I can accept it more. But yeah, it did kind of I was like, I don't know if I like that.
0: I loved it. <laughs> you did? I thought it was great. It made sense to me. Why wouldn't the machines send a lot of machines back?
1: <laughs> yeah, the conceit of how they did it made sense. It just.
2: Oh, totally. It just made me right. sad. Because, you know, like you said, we're, we grew up with T2. And, and he is
0: like- a kid when it happens or it is like oh, but there's just yeah. something like it's Sarah's world, you know. So I have to
1: be honest, if they brought back current day Edward for a long to shoot him, I was like, "Uh, eh, well, you know, we don't need to do that i Uh, i
2: I, I mean the one one of the reasons i love 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 dark fate though is because linda hamilton is so hot and badass and cool and mackenzie davis it's just like so hot and badass and cool we just have so many awesome women in that movie and the terminator is gabriel luna from agents of shield so obviously i'm into that
1: mr mr ghostwriter himself yeah i will say like i love the also i mean i know people like oh woke shit but fuck you um the whole hispanic turn of both like we have a female lead and our Terminator is also i was like that's badass I, I like this this brings in a new audience I, I'm, I'm all in this is great
0: i really wish we were getting more of those um but you know it's a good franchise because it is one that gives all these different rules to time travel but sort of stays consistent it's just like back to the future it's one of the few time travel movies that just goes here are the rules and as long as the box office stays fresh we can keep doing this <laughs> which is why everybody should go buy dark fate on amazon right now so that i can get a sequel to it because it is awesome It isn't, it really did
2: not make that much money and it's just- no no and I don't know if it's because people are just over it. I, I don't know if it's people are sexist or what the deal is. Or
1: racist. racist. That's a part of it, too. It's
0: probably a little bit of all of it, unfortunately. Yeah. I think the fans who are not problematic have been burnt a lot.
1: Well, I think that's the part of it, too. It sort of reminds me of the the, the the Sega Dreamcast of it all, where you're like, cool, I'm into this. I love the Terminator franchise, but you've given me so many bad ones that I might just, I'm just off this ride. Like, I'm not coming back. And so you lost that group. Then you lost the people who were like, hey, you've got a bunch of people who don't look like me who are brown here or, or, or women leading this. I don't wanna do this. So you, get, you lose that group. So you lose a bunch of groups that then you end up with the audience that you do. And the audience that you do are like, yo, this is really fucking good. You should be in here. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going in there, which sucks.
0: But it's you know, it's one of the few ones that does get heady and it starts getting to the idea of fate and identity and who you are when you know the future. And I think that's something that Loki has been doing this entire time. It's been a character finding himself living under the shadow of who he's supposed to be, where, you know, John Connor, even as far back as T2 and one of the things I really like about T3 is it's one of the few times where we really do see him agonizing with this idea that like, I'm supposed to be this great leader and this great soldier, and I'm just some burnout kid. Like, I don't want that. And in T2, when he is a literal kid, there's a lot of like, well, you robbed me of a childhood. I didn't get to do any of this. I was learning how to do combat training in the jungle. I was learning how to fight with knives and shoot guns. And I just want to go play with my Terminator. And I, it, it's funny when you l- kind of look at that through how Loki starts and ends. And I don't even, not even the Loki show, like literally his arc in Thor 1 is the shadow of thor and odin and becoming king and wanting this throne and you know there's always been a little bit of confusion of does he really want the throne or does he want something else the end of his arc in thor one is i just wanted to be your equal then the next time we see him show up in avengers it's all about ruling earth because freedom is a lie and then his agency in thor 2 is give me the throne and then in ragnarok it's about brotherhood and, and redemption and that continues until he dies. And at the start of Loki, we, we see him from Asgard, then being presented with this future. We now have a character who's dealing with, who am I? This is what you're telling me I am. We then learn from these other Lokis that even if I am somebody else, if I'm classic Loki or boastful Loki or child Loki or Sylvie, I'm just going to get pruned. As soon as I stray away from this, I only exist to die. Mm-hmm. I only exist to boost people like the Avengers to the best versions of themselves. Fuck that. I get pruned if I don't do that, leading to him and Sylvie's great moment of just, I don't want any of it. I just, I can't remember exactly what he says, but it's more or less like, I just want to do this with you. I just, I don't care about any of this other I stuff. Don't, yeah. It gets very similar to Terminator of like John Connor just wants a mom and a dad and a family and a childhood. He doesn't want
1: to do the normal stuff.
0: Yeah. And there is no normalcy for these characters. They're both stuck in a weird loop of this is what the world is telling you you're going to be. And there's a lot of tragedy in that. And I think Loki brings that out by then throwing him back into a world that's like, nobody knows who
1: you are and Sylvie's you're, gone. You are irrelevant at this point. How yeah. do
0: you even know which universe that Sylvie is in?
1: Yeah, and the bigger thing, and on top of that, you now look at the statue and you're like, shit, King! This there's a version of King that's already infiltrated. This. It's
0: already happened.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That
0: was the crazy part is I was like, so is, is the timeline gonna be like a straight line and then it explodes? And it's like, no, no, it's all retroactive.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's sort of like he he was saying. I was basically acting as a goalie here. And I was stopping all my other versions, who are far worse than me, from coming in. And the second you kill me, shit's about to hit the fan. And Silly just didn't care. (laughs) Sort I know a lot of people gave Star-Lord hell. I'm surprised they're not giving Sylvie hell because Sylvie well, is causing you know, Terrence, a lot more trouble. <laughs> what
0: Sylvie did was give all of us free will and save the lives of trillions of universes. So while there might be more Kangs, there will be more Avengers. What Star-Lord did is just not have patience. <laughs> Sylvie saved everybody in a, in a twisted way, but as i think we've learned from tony stark's entire arc you don't save anybody without making a mysterio you
1: gotta crack some eggs yeah so
0: like i think the unfortunate i think part of that grief is like well we want sylvie to be happy we don't really you know star lord just had just wait five minutes just five minutes yeah spider-man almost had it off
1: he did he did
0: But, you know, it's an interesting thing, I think, when you start to see these characters through time travel dealing with who am I through that way. And I think these are two specific characters that have had to deal with fate in different and unique ways. And I like that Terminator also deals with it by just sort of being like, deal with it.
1: It is what it is. It's coming. Yeah.
0: And Loki at least sort of has this idea of change. And I think through that... We'll do this for decades.
1: Yeah, but but I think what's interesting is that he believes that there is change, but he's now starting to see that no no matter where I end up or no matter what happens, there is a sort of a a grouping that I fall in. Now, granted, this timeline that he's on could be completely different. He could just be like a completely irrelevant person. For them not to physically know what a Loki looks like on that world says a lot about whatever timeline that he is now in.
0: That's true. Like, we don't really know anything else it's also interesting that you know Kang kind of made the point of like well you'll just come you'll you'll end up here no matter what so it also kind of does go into more of like Terminator inevitability of like is there just always going to be two Lokis at the end of time right fighting him does he say that for any other reason other than just like I'm gonna have a lot of variants and this is this is how it's gonna be
1: or we're going to always end up in this exact same situation. And you guys are going to have to make that decision every single time.
0: But he's Which also is, not a God. In theory, if he has seen everything and knows everything, he should have known this was all coming too.
1: He did. Although he did. I mean, like that's. What he does have great. that beat. But that where moment like, where he's like, Whoa. well, I no longer know what's about to happen. So uh surprise me. <laughs>
0: That's where it gets, that's where, you know, the whole thing gets interesting. Because it's like, so then in his perfect timeline, do all the phase four movies we're about to get not exist?
1: Well, I think that's what's interesting about the next, specifically Shang-Chi. Internals could still fold back in just the way that they're doing things. But Shang-Chi obviously is going to exist outside of all this multiverse stuff that they're doing. But everything post that feels like it feels like Spider-Man and, 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 uh. Doctor Strange definitely in that. Thor, maybe, maybe not. Who know? Who the hell knows? Yeah, um, I mean,
2: it's all gonna connect. It always does. It always does. But it's gonna be interesting. And we're—I mean, it's still the early, you know, the beginning of the phase. We got to work our way to the big. What I don't know? know, maybe it'll be Young Avengers. We'll see what happens. But
1: yeah, like I, I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. I think we don't really know what the culmination point is of this. Um, we know that we're going to get a variant in Ant Man probably the actual conqueror version in, in the ant-man so it's kind of just like uh i don't know what the finale or what the end of phase four really is they haven't really announced that like we have films that all make sense like this is here this is here fantastic four is sort of roughly in that ring, but we don't really know what this is the film that sort of culminates all this together not yet anyway
0: yeah well now that it's all started too you have to wonder is like is the multiverse going to be how we get the x-men are we going to get andrew garfield and toby mcguire is it how we're going to get the ff like it, it is now
1: yeah i mean like they sort it. of have given them themselves a back door to get ff and and x-men in here um
0: and to keep
2: agents of shield canon
1: they can i mean yeah That's we can just do it. And also, with I mean, that's the, that also goes into the effect with the other Marvels, like with Daredevil and those folks, like yeah. they are also can be a form of canon, which makes it easier to get Matt Murdock. That that whole cast should be brought into whatever the hell oh, we're I doing. I would
2: kill to have Christian Ritter back. Yeah. <laughs> I also really, really would love season two of Loki to feature Colson, not just because I love Colson and Clark Gregg's my bud, it's because I, the Colson Loki dynamic is so like that would be intense. And I'd love to see them like a new version, a different version of Colson. Like when you're Coulson. on a second timeline,
1: I feel like that's a lot easier to do. Like you can easily put a Colson and on, on that world. Exactly. And, yeah. Um,
2: I would really
0: love that. Well, yeah, they can I mean they can do whatever they want now. Like yeah. yes.
1: All right. I look like, the, the floodgates are open at this point.
0: Get ready for Tony and Cap to show up again.
1: <laughs>
0: Let's
2: just fix Ralph Boner. Let's let Evan Peters be quicksilver, please. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I feel like that's something that's going to get a little adjustment. I feel like cuz that's, you know, uh I guess then that's a good question, Jamie. I think you and I are in this boat, but are is this now taking the one division spot at number 1? No yeah i'm saying so i say say, look
1: look but you folks can't who are only listening to us but look behind her that's definitely not gonna be the case (laughs)
2: yeah it's going to be literally impossible for marvel to make something that i love more than (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: WandaVision.
2: i've said this before as like a joke but unless they put john travolta in the mcu (laughs) it's not going to
1: happen for me um yeah ranking wise for me i mean i think wanda is still my number one it's still it's not it's but Loki is my number two, I, I think I, for me, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I like a lot of things that it does, especially putting a lot of uh, b- uh, Black things that are necessary to the forefront. But I also think that is the one that sticks the landing the worst. Um, I think it just has some very just odd ways to end it in that. Whereas I think the other two, I know people don't like the Loki ending necessarily, but I think the other two just handle it a lot better. WandaVision for me is the best complete series. Um, but I like a lot of the stuff that Loki does and what they're doing for the future it just really gets me excited. But yeah, Falcons is last at the point at this point.
0: Well, guys, I think that might bring this to a close unless oh, anybody so has sad. anything else to say. I know.
2: Three shows already down. It's all going by so fast. Are we it clear? is.
0: Oh, well, we'll be doing all of them. I'll figure out okay, solutions okay. to these problems. <laughs> uh, even if Cause they're cause, just I feel
2: like it's good we didn't do multiverse with loki because that's more what if
1: that's all what if yeah
0: yeah i don't know we'll see what that one is um but until then you can leave us a review on itunes you can leave us a comment on the youtube channel you can of course follow the show at hollywood already did it on instagram and twitter i'm at as always blake terrence is at terence tatum jamie is at Jamie's cinematics and of course you can see the other hollywood already did it shows on the podcast stream, and on the YouTube channel, where it is the mainline podcast about reboots, remakes, sequels, and adaptations. You can't do that anymore. We're movies that you might not be able to make anymore. Terrence has all the trailer reactions and reviews on that channel. I do another podcast called How Do You Figure About Action Figure Collecting. And Jamie, of course, is over at comicbook.com and is often featured on the Phase Zero podcast. And that be it. Later. Yeah.